Hello, and welcome to North Lawrence Connection, the official podcast of North Lawrence Community Schools here in Lawrence County, Indiana. I'm Susan Petty, and I'm the principal of Needmore Elementary School, and I will be one of the co-hosts of North Lawrence Connection. I'm Melanie Hazelwood. I will be your other host. I am also the instructional coach at the Olytic Campus. We are very excited about the debut of our district's podcast. North Lawrence Connection will be a weekly podcast that is released each Thursday and will provide informative topics for families and the community. Our goal of the podcast is to highlight the wonderful things in NLCS as we honor and recognize the teaching and learning happening each day in all of our schools. North Lawrence Connection will connect listeners to the voices and stories of our district. We plan to have guest speakers from within the district, recognize featured teachers, and even give some of our students shout outs. We will share positives and good news from around our schools, as well as letting our listeners know about upcoming events and happenings in NLCS. This is just another way to stay connected within our community. You can download the podcast or subscribe to the episodes on any of the podcast apps or sites, including Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and most of the other popular podcast forums. You can also listen directly from our podcast Facebook page, which is North Lawrence Connection. So head on over to Facebook, like our page, and listen there. And we'd love to hear from you. If you ever have feedback, questions for our guest speakers, or just want to contact us, you can email us at podcast at nlcs.k12.in.us. So let's get this started and get down to business. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoned, get it started, get it started, get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. We have a special guest joining us for today's debut episode. Welcome to Maggie Dayton, the NLCS Director of Learning. Hi, Maggie. Thanks for being our first guest on the inaugural episode of the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me as the first guest. It's an honor. So, Maggie, you're the Director of Learning. Can you tell us what exactly is that? Well, as the Director of Learning, I work with curriculum, technology, and grants for the district. Um, Those are some of my roles. Um, Grants include seeking new grants to help fund initiatives, as well as managing technology, especially in the last year um, with COVID. We've definitely been trying to up our technology, um, and that time at home has taught us what we need and what more we need to support our students and our teachers. And then curriculum um, for the district from our pre-K at our Early Learning Center all the way through high school, just supporting Um, teachers and administrators and the curriculum throughout the buildings. All things we really appreciate, of course. So obviously you wear many hats in your role. What do you enjoy most or what's your favorite part about being the director of learning? I would say my favorite part is definitely getting out in the buildings and working with teachers, um, whether it's planning or getting feedback on curriculum or just listening to um, ideas about how we can improve, but really just working with teachers and principals in the building is the thing that I enjoy the most. So we're here in the time um, here in the year that we look at how what we're grateful for. 
So thinking about that, what are the three things you are grateful for in the NLCS community? Um, Well, that's something, especially being November, that I have been uh, very reflective on this year. And I think I am, uh, one of the things I'm most grateful for is collaboration, Um, whether it's collaborating with teachers, as I shared, just um, the curriculum department that works with me at the administration building, or working with our administrators. You know, in all those experiences, we're working toward a vision of providing the best experience for our students, and that is something that I am definitely grateful to be a part of. Um, Also, feedback is something that I'm very thankful for. I think sometimes that can be hard as a leader to accept and listen to feedback, but it is always um, something that can help us improve um, and get better, and so I appreciate that feedback from teachers, administrators, parents, um, because it helps us know what we can do better to support um, our NLCS employees and our NLCS students. And then finally, I'd have to say I'm definitely grateful for the willingness of our NLCS um, staff to be open to learning new things and as well as myself. I've learned so much. We have all learned so much over the past couple of years and I am um, so thankful that everybody has taken on that learning with a great attitude and um, really come along one another and collaborated with one another to just learn what's new, step outside of our comfort zone, just um, so that we can better support our students. Yeah, definitely. And through these times that we've had the past um, year, even, those are definitely the things we see all the, all the time in the schools um, that we have to be grateful for that make NLCS special. So I actually have a right back at you moment. Um, I've heard a lot of teachers and administrators say that they are thankful for you and your director position and how supportive you are and um, open-minded when they come to you with something and just um, allowing them to have a voice and share that. So we are thankful for that. Thank yes, you. Very thankful for you as well. Thanks. All right. So let's talk curriculum. Can you give us an overview of the curriculum that we use here in North Lawrence for K-8 to or even secondary? Yeah. Um, So one of those things, as I shared, that willingness um, to be open to learn, um, over the last um, year and a half, um, our teachers at NLCS, especially in the K-8 buildings, have been... um, learning to shift kind of their instruction. Um, A national movement has been happening, and it is definitely a shift um, in thinking, and it is from more of a balanced literacy approach to a a structured literacy approach. And and looking at the research that has been done um, for many years to really inform us and look at how students learn to read, And so prior to the shutdown, um, we took teachers to an Orton-Gillingham training, which is a a training that helps teachers learn to teach phonics explicitly. So when I was in school, I didn't learn explicitly all of the phonics sounds. Um, I didn't learn the rules. Um, And this training just helped give teachers um, an idea and a platform on how to teach, give explicit phonics instruction. Well, and it's more hands-on too, right? Absolutely. It's a multi-sensory approach to that learning. And so, um, so we, 
went to that training. We took, I think, over 50 teachers to the training. Didn't you even um, drive a bus? I did. <laughs> I drove one of our uh, a little bus, white buses, to the training just to make sure that our we had that um, that opportunity for our teachers. And then the shutdown happened in March, and they didn't get as much time right away to use it with students. But um, we made that transition in August of 2020 um, to use Orton-Gillingham and just that explicit phonics instruction, which is definitely a shift in um, the mindset of what they had been used to teaching. Now, when you say explicit, what do you mean by that? systematic, um, that there is a specific scope and sequence that students follow um, so that we're insu- we ensure that they get the skills that they need to be successful readers. That's amazing. I know that even myself, I didn't have that in school. It just kind of seems like you learn to read no matter what, and you were given books, and that's just how you went about things. Um, and even, you know, being a primary teacher myself, I always felt like I thought I was doing the right thing, but I wasn't sure because I didn't have um, a scope and sequence to follow, and it definitely wasn't systematic in any way. Um, and I can see students, you know, really the light bulb, you know, going off for a lot of students um, with us teaching um, Orton Gillingham or OG as it's known. So there are a lot of acronyms in education. So let <laughs> me just clarify, OG stands for Orton-Gillingham, and we'll try to um, update our listeners on all of the acronyms as we continue to talk and have our episodes. And I, I just want to point out that this isn't um, something specific to only North Lawrence schools or the state of Indiana. This is a national movement toward um a structured literacy approach in, right. in teaching kids. And it's to learn definitely to read. not, you know, a fad or something right. that's just occurring. Um, you know, this is, you know, 30 plus years of research, um, brain research actually, um, that supports this. So I know, you know, there's often times, and it's not just education, but people will pick up on things and say, hey, let's try this. But this is actually backed by, you know, 30 plus years of reading and brain research that people have done. Um, and it's actually because of the struggles that you really, you know, COVID brought about, the pandemic brought about that really highlighted the need for this. Um, and it just happened to make the movement here in um, Indiana to bring this about. And fortunately, we had Maggie Dayton <laughs> to bring this about um, and bring it to the forefront here in NLCS. Well, and I think that is um, the support from the teachers. This has not been, um, I know, easy in making that shift. And so their willingness to ask questions, their willingness to say, are you sure about that, Um, has really helped um, grow all of us as learners. And we have continued um, to work to provide support, whether it's professional development or just collaboration time, so that they can um, better understand what they need. And I, um, I hope that we will continue to be able to grow by asking questions and, and getting that feedback. And I think it's something that myself as an elementary teacher, you know, we were, I was always under the assumption, oh, give kids books to read and they'll become readers and, or read to kids and they'll become readers. And really, um, the research has shown that reading does not occur naturally like speech does. Um, Students have to be taught, that process must be taught explicitly. Um, 
still read to kids that you are building the love and that background knowledge so that they are um, exposed to different things. So reading to kids is so important, but they need that explicit phonics instruction to become readers themselves. What about our older students? Thinking about, you know, we've talked a lot about phonics. And we've talked a lot about, you know, multi-sensory approach, but what about our students that maybe already have, um, you know, their phonics instruction from K to two? What about those grades three and above? How are we building on to their reading instruction? So one of the things um, that are, uh, once they have that foundation, that basics phonics foundation in K2, our teachers are looking at morphology and what words, how words are made up, um, because that not only helps students better decode words by understanding and finding parts of words, but it better also helps students understand the meaning of words. Um, and so our um, curriculum in grades three and up really looks at the morphology of a word. And you might see how, how a student have multiple words that have a common um, root word or a common prefix um, and, and learning those, um, the, what those roots or prefixes mean helps students not only know how to spell a word, how to read a word, but also understand what that word means in context or in, in a story. So as we continue to talk about the science of reading, I, I always have this line that comes to mind from one of my favorite musicals, Hamilton. <laughs> and there's a line in that musical that says, this is not a moment, it's a movement. And this isn't like a moment or a bandwagon we're jumping on. This is, this is a movement that's evident, evidence-based. And the IDOE, there's another acronym. <laughs> Indiana Department of Education has also recognized this movement. So can you talk a little bit about the IDOE and what they are now um, sharing about the science of reading? Yes, um, and that is something that they have finally taken steps, um, which I know I am excited as for us as a, being a part of this communi community and the movement that we're making that seeing that the IDOE is also recognizing that this is how students learn to read. And so right now they have released a framework um, that is um, an early literacy instruction framework that they are taking public comment on um, through November 19th. And um, this is highlighting initiatives that are based in evidence-based reading instruction practices. Um, one of the things that um, we posed even as, as a district, as we grew in our learning and worked with teachers, um, teachers asked questions. Why do the standards say this when we're looking at, at reading instruction like this? And, and they were great questions. And we started questioning the Department of Education as well and saying, so this is what your standard says students in first grade should know, but actually that is not what the science is saying. And so it is so um, exciting and um, validating. affirming, validating, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. thank you, to see that um, the IDOE is starting to take the steps in what we have already been doing um, here at North Lawrence. Yeah, it really does um, affirm a lot of the things that our teachers have, you know, really, um, you know, trusted us in and trusted, you know, your guidance in as we've gone along. 
um, on this journey of the science of reading. I think I, I read a post the other night on Instagram that said, unlearning the um, balanced literacy is a journey. And I really feel that um, for myself because um, that's always been my background is balanced literacy. But learning about the science of reading has really been a journey and opened my eyes to this is the way that all kids um, learn how to read and this is best for all students. And it just makes me so proud that our um, teachers have been so open to this and our administrators and our parents. Our parents have really put the trust in us to help their students and be learning alongside us. So it just once again points to how strong our community here is at NLCS. And our teachers, students as well, but our teachers have really been through a lot of change the last few years, and I think that they've been very uh, resilient yes. through yes. that, um, and we're so proud of them. But, you know, again, back to this movement, they've been very receptive mm-hmm. with what we've been sharing with them and rolling that out in their classrooms, and it's it's fun to watch. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's exciting to see the small celebrations. Um, that teachers share as they see students grow or have that light bulb moment. Um, It's great. Definitely. So we've talked a lot about K-8 to and the exciting happenings that are going on there. Um, What new initiatives are happening at the high school? Well, a great initiative that um, I'd love to highlight is the early college program at the high school And um, this initiative was started two years ago um, as part of the um, Rural Early College Network. And that was a grant that um, North Lawrence Community Schools received, especially um, BNL, um, to help us with the work of marketing and uh, making known the early college program. at the high school, they have had dual credit for many years, dual credit offerings. But um, with the early college program, they have the ability to op- offer a block of 30 credit hours um, as a part of the Indiana College Core. And that is a, um, a group of courses that will then um, transfer among all of the Indiana public colleges and universities. And so students at BNL can earn the Indiana College core um, throughout their time in high school and then transfer those 30 credit hours to um, any Indiana um, public college. Wow, that's amazing. What an awesome opportunity. So not only is it great that um, they have the coursework done, those kind of general education, but it also saves money um, in that they're not paying college um, tuition in high school for those courses. And so um, we have had two students receive the Indiana College Core block of of classes, um, but we look for even more. We have currently a cohort um, that is a sophomore um, working towards those classes and also a cohort of freshmen um, working towards receiving that that credential. And so um, Jenna Clark, um, the assistant print, an assistant principal at BNL, has really taken the lead um, on this program, and um, we are excited and hoping to get the word out for more um, students that are interested in this. That is such an amazing opportunity. 
um, for not only students, but parents as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm sitting here thinking as I'm saving my daughter's college tuition that that's something I want her to be involved in when she gets to the high school. No kidding. Exactly. Now, let's say I'm a student and I'm not sure um, college is the thing for me. Let's say that I'm looking for something, maybe a two-year degree or something else. Um, maybe I want to go into the workforce. What opportunities are provided for me in NLCS? So there are a great number of opportunities um, for students to also explore. Maybe um, they they want to go to college, but they still want to explore what other opportunities are available, or maybe um, they're not sure what they're interested in. Um, our Career Center has many offerings for students that can get them that hands-on um, experience, many different intro classes to kind of get their feet wet in different interests, um, as well as um, as well as extension classes to even earn um, industry credentials and certifications. And so, um, I think there are a lot of opportunities now that um, we offer for all students. And one of the things I think is most important is that students use their time. Um, at BNL in high school to learn what they like. This is the the opportunity to try things that they might be interested in, so that um, if they don't like it, they don't they don't waste their time um, moving moving forward, continuing thinking they will like it. They can kind of get their hands on experience and see um, is this something I really am interested in? Do I want to spend more time studying? I always think. Um, when I was younger, I knew I was interested in something when I lost track of time doing it. And I think um, the Career Center offers that offers so many opportunities for students to really figure out what their passion is and what that job is that they lose track of time. It doesn't even feel like a job that they're doing. Can you talk a little bit about what is available for families um, with kiddos who aren't of school age yet? Yes, um, the um, North Lawrence Learning Center has a um, Playful Pathways program that is right now, today is a three through five-year-olds, a preschool program. It is available um, school year only and year round. And um, something I think that's a misconception sometimes when you say preschool is um, it's just during the day, but this is childcare is available. Um, It is open from 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And so students can, they get a preschool experience during the day, but we're also open early in the morning or in the evening to accommodate work schedules. Um, It is, as I said, it's um, not just school year only, as you think traditionally with schools, but we are open year round. Um, And it is a great program that we are continuing to grow. We opened um, two classrooms last year, and now we have four open. We are looking at expanding to infants and toddlers as we see that is a need within our community. Um, and so we have had our first visit for licensing um, for infants and toddlers and hope to open that program in January. So we are excited and I can't wait to come back or um, have someone back to talk about specifics when that program gets up and running. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so let's shift gears now and talk about PD, another acronym, stands <laughs> for Professional Development. Can you talk a little bit about professional development and what has been offered to our North Lawrence teachers to continue their learning? Yes, so I think 
professional development or professional learning happens at all levels. Um, and in the elementary specifically, we've focused a lot of professional development in the last year with that shift to the science of reading and really helping our teachers learn more about um, the why and and the research for the shift, um, but then also some practical professional development on how to use curriculum and how to support so that shift. Um, we did book studies this past summer where teachers could um, participate um, asynchronously, which is a, a fancy word that means from home. Um, they didn't have to report, but they really were allowed to have that collaborative discussion um, virtually throughout the summer. Um, in addition, um, at, at all levels too, um, we have instructional coaches um, in at the elementary in every building, at middle school, um, and at high school. And they um, provide that opportunity for teachers to go to right away and ask questions um, and, and get feedback or say, ah, oh, this isn't working, help, what should I do? Um, or someone to just kind of bounce an idea off of. So that, um, that job embedded professional learning is something that is available in all of our buildings that is really exciting. And then also um, at the high school, um, especially our teachers look at professional learning as they um, collaborate on courses, but also they have professional learning built in through some um, dual credit opportunities as they take classes to become dual credit certified. Many teachers are working on their masters and content areas so that they can provide those opportunities um, for us at NLCS to offer that dual credit. So they are working on that individualized professional development as well. So we were able to provide some training professional development this summer for our instructional aides. Is that correct? Yes, we were able to um, offer the opportunity for them to be trained in some areas of the science of reading as well. Um, they worked with um, a consultant that we use um, to support our teachers, and she trained them in visual drills and blending drills, which um, those are just fancy words for helping kids put together letters and to make words and practice that um, practice blending to make a word um, and giving them um, that feedback and, and being able to have students practice in that way, that same routine that they do in the classroom. And so we were excited that um, the, our instructional aides were able to take us up on that and get that learning as well. Yeah, that's an amazing opportunity that um, I know that a lot of the instructional aides really appreciated being included in that um, so they can help support not only the students, but the teachers they work with as well. I think that's that piece that um, we talked about earlier of feedback. I, it's so important that everybody is willing to give feedback and say when things are struggling or when they're struggling with something um, so that, and that was something that we heard, you know, um, that and teachers said, well, my instructional assistant, you know, supports me by doing this with teachers or with students. They need to know how. And so that's why we created that opportunity just from the feedback that we heard and the feedback was that they appreciated it. So Absolutely. That's, that's how we know. So I appreciate that people were willing to share that so we could adjust and provide that. Sure. Well, as we begin to wrap up here a little bit, we need to know a little bit about you, Maggie. So tell us, if you had a personal hashtag, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, but I do think um, that... My personal hashtag and something that I have um, 
said lately because I have really grown is um, know better, do better. Um, I think one of the things that um, as as an educator and and especially as I read more about others in along our journey in the science of reading, you can kind of question, gosh, what did I do for all those years that um, I, I could have helped kids more, I could have done more to support them in their learning. And so I, I have just, you know, now I know better, and now I'm going to do better for kids. And so I think knowing better, know better, do better would definitely be my hashtag. So just curious, Melanie, what would your <laughs> hashtag be? Well, Maggie stole mine. <laughs> so if I had to choose another one, um, I think it might be hashtag journey. Like we're all on this journey together. Um, it might be a long journey and yeah. it might take some unlearning, but um, yeah, hashtag journey, not the band. <laughs> Just we're on a journey. <laughs> so Susan, you're up. Okay. So I think mine would be one of two, either hashtag be the good, because that can be relevant in kind of all situations of life, or hashtag be the change. Ooh. So, Another yeah, good I like those. I like it. Those I like it. it a lot. I think it's all that, that reflection that we're learning, and that's what educators do every day. Um, it's the part that parents don't see, that maybe even administrators don't see, but we all do it. We reflect, ooh, that didn't go, or the way we wanted it to, I'm going to do this different. And I think um, in this position, it's a different reflective, um, but I definitely reflect on um, everything that I've done and, and look at how I can move forward and make things better. So speaking of moving forward, looking ahead, big picture, what's your vision for teaching and learning in North Lawrence in the years to come? That is a great question. I, um, I think my vision is to continue um, on our road. I want NLCS to be the standard that everyone is looking toward. Um, and we are leading the charge um, with the science of reading. Um, I have had um, other school districts actually asked to come visit and see what we're doing when they find out and I share our journey. And so um, I know um, the hard work our teachers have put in will be recognized and it will we will see that in the growth that our students will achieve. And so um, I want everyone to know what, uh, what we have here. And so I look forward to coming on um, your podcast with guest speakers that have come visit to see what we're doing and um, after the day, because we're doing great things here. And um, I, I just want everybody to know, and I think that is my vision that everybody will be able to see. Well, you've set the bar high for our future guest speakers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we finish up today, we just want to share some upcoming events to keep our listeners connected. Uh, the BNL girls basketball team has some games this weekend against North Central and Jeffersonville. Go Stars! And then next Tuesday, our freshman BNL boys basketball team will kick off their season with a game at Bloomington High School North. And then the varsity boys basketball team will also begin their season against Bloomington North. All right, and the BNL wrestling super duels are this weekend at home, and the swimming and diving teams start their season next week against Edgewood at home. Our middle school teams have basketball games this week. BMS plays tonight 
against Brown County in Nashville and again on Monday and Tuesday of next week against Mitchell and Paoli, while Olytic plays next week against Spring Valley for an away game. Go Cutters and go Bearcats! Another big event happening this week that we want to recognize is the start of elementary basketball season. We are grooming our youngest ball players to become BNL stars. So they are kicking off their season after a hiatus year due to the pandemic. The podcast will not have a new episode next week due to the Thanksgiving holiday. Everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving. Make sure not to eat too much turkey. But join us again for the episode two on Thursday, December 2nd, when we will have the NLCS Director of Special Ed joining us. Be sure to follow us on the NL Connection Facebook page and send any feedback to us at podcast at nlcs.k12.in.us. Let us know, guests you'd like us to have on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And just a friendly reminder, there will be no school on November 24th through 26th for Thanksgiving break. On behalf of everyone here at North Lawrence Community Schools, we would like to wish you all a safe and happy Thanksgiving with family and friends.